Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Satan. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Oh, God. God is dead. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Satan is good. Satan is our power. Satan is our power. You're chanting. You're chanting. Cue the leaders. Thanks a lot. In 59, a dead infant was found wrapped in newspaper in the basement. Mmm, you really roused my appetite. What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? He has his father's eyes. He chose you out of all the world, out of all the women, the whole world. He chose you. He arranged things because he wanted you to be the mother of his only living son. God is dead! Alright. The year is 1968. This is early days for all kinds of different types of movies and styles and people trying to make their mark. And in this one, since it's October and we're getting into scary season, we're doing horrifyingly terrifying movies. Not Halloween movies necessarily. That was too broad or too uh, limited a scope. So we went broad. So we decided to start out with a Rosemary's Baby. This is a fairly iconic movie. I'd heard um, um, heard tell of this movie quite a bit when I was young. As like, oh, I'll never watch that again. From adults at the time that I knew, that was kind of my introduction to this one. Um, yeah, um, we have Roman Polanski. A um, little bit of a uh, controversial figure uh, directing Mia Farrow stars John Cassavetes, Ruth Gordon, Sidney Blackmer, Maurice Evans, Ralph Bellamy. They make up this cast uh, two hours and 16 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Roman Polanski also wrote the screenplay based on a, a book, apparently. Mm, I think yeah. is the book of the same name. I do not know. Um. I did read that not long ago. But uh, before you guys ever saw this movie, we, um, this is the first time. So I saw like, it. <laughs> for me, it's the first time I saw it as well. The first time I saw it the whole um, way through. I've seen clips. Brent, have you had a history with this movie? Like, did you see it a long time ago? Or were you a Satanist, no, Brent? Actually, were you a satanic person? Uh, yeah, in general, <laughs> yes, I'm very satanic. Uh, Hail Satan. Um, <laughs> Adrian? But no, actually the first time I watched this was last October. I was going through and I was watching a horror movie a day uh, for October and I thought I, there's a bunch of classics that I hadn't seen, right? A bunch of the old ones yep. and I was like, you should yep. fucking, I enjoy horror movies. I should get to know some of the some of the staples of the of the genre. And this this doesn't feel like a horror particularly but it is a horror um, thriller, I guess, psychological thriller. Um, but just last year, I guess, is the answer to that fucking question. Okay, okay. Because I, I, I think, well, I've said on the show before that um, horror movies are not my cup of tea, really, not my favorite. I've seen, like, scattered stuff over the years, and 
um i was just a sensitive young person so like watching the, the scary movies with friends was not something that appealed to me i always liked different different types of movies action movies and even dramas to a much larger degree so um but i had heard about this movie like i said before and um i think it's the people that I would have heard about it from would have been like my mom and maybe an aunt and maybe my sister, not, but, um, for the most part, um, what I heard was just like that this movie was terrifying. Yeah. Um, gave people, creep people out like, Ooh, can't watch that kind of thing, you know? So then my head would run wild because the only thing I really knew about horror movies was that people would get like stabbed and deboweled and, then crazy monsters of this movie many a description would come and do this it movie, this movie is like none of that stuff could have needed some of that stuff that could have been handy for uh <laughs> the film there's a little bit more horror um i was surprised that this is considered a horror watching it now i i found it was um kind of tame uh i guess well, they back do, in they the do 60s Satan. late 60s you know well yeah i mean i guess in the late 60s anyone who said satan was crazy but i mean um, now i think we're all very desensitized and i do think this is like definitely a victim of its time in terms of the the horror or like scary aspects of it because these things don't really i mean they don't really terrify you like i think we're we've seen so much shit now yeah so much dark shit too like we we've grown up in the wild west of the internet like when we were fucking young teenagers uh that's when the internet really started rolling which makes us old as fuck but it does it does but i knew i knew kind of i kind of knew that going into this movie and so i was trying to keep an open mind for where this might have you know carved new ground or you know created a couple of of tropes or you know that that other directors or uh, movie makers might have leaned on um, when making this movie so i tried to keep an eye open for that but i but this i know this is 10 years, 10 years of the junior to uh, The Exorcist. I think it's about 10 years junior. But yeah. at the same time, The Exorcist still is more so fucked up today that when we watched it last year for Halloween, although we all didn't feel it held up, it was definitely a very fucked up movie that even with being desensitized, I still found it to be shocking at times. Again, and I had seen it before. This doesn't have really have that. This doesn't even no, like doesn't. have that bleach that it's it's this feels very strangely like a play at times. Uh there the the dialogues and the characters and stuff like there's a humor almost co- comical element to the neighbors and and uh, their relationship feels kind of kind of after school soap opera-y. Like um, there's the music sometimes tries to make uh, moments land harder than they are. The music, by the way, in this movie is terrible and all over Some the of those place. jazz licks. <laughs> there's jazz and then there's weird synthesizer things going off and at times and. It's all over there the There were place. some dark tones. There were some dark tones and scenes some where I think you're holes. saying. Yeah, that, that, like some of those got me like leaning forward. Um, but as much from like wondering what's going to happen next to like kind of begging for something to happen. Because this movie takes its time. Um, oh, yeah. It's slow as fuck. Rosemary this- doesn't even find out she's pregnant with said baby until I checked 53 minutes. 
yeah into the movie um which is a long time and also just her finding out she's pregnant there's no so the the big big problem structurally with this script is is somewhere in the first hour and it sounds like it's before a minute 53 obviously there is uh what she what they try and pass off as like a dream sequence but she says in the dream sequence that it's not a dream and it's real and there's nothing I don't nothing think they try to happens. pass it off as a dream sequence. Well, if they don't then it's that's just bad her on because drugs. Yeah. But, but if but if they're not trying to pass it off as a dream sequence, then for the the next hour and uh say 25 minutes is a waste of my time because I know everything and I know the ending yeah. of the movie. So then why am I sitting through the next hour and 25 minutes? Cuz I fucking know. Like I yeah, knew for the rest of the movie, it's a huge problem. It's a huge yeah. fucking problem because there's no surprise yeah. at the end of this that those guys are Satanists and that she's having Satan's baby. I saw Satan have sex with her 45 minutes into this movie. <laughs> so well, I, and what they should have done pregnant. was cut that cut that part where she like really crazily looks at the monitor with like bugged out eyes and bad acting, and she's like. This is in a dream. This is real. And it's like this dopiest fucking moment. That yep. should be gone because we should wonder if it's a dream. Yes. This whole movie the becomes it so be suspenseful if we don't know. If we don't know it's a dream, we follow along with her as she learns and reads the books and gets the information. Things start clicking for us. That's suspense. That's building the terror. What's going to happen? But like yep. you're saying, Colin, I totally agree. There's there's fucking nothing for us after that, and it's long. It's really long. There's a lot of time getting set up with these folks, and every I, little bit, like I for, would, for all the for all the like intro stuff, right? With the with the big cabinet and moving the big cabinet, it, like nothing really comes of that except that the door to the next neighbor's apartment was there but like I immediately I was like is there a spirit is there like some kind of otherworldly presence is the closet going to be in some way you know super important later and like other than just moving things forward to a weird conclusion it wasn't so like and and then it's just like mundane with what happens pretty much after that for for a long long time we didn't need a lot of that like we, we no. yeah and no. and Colin was right. Like some of the neighbor stuff, the the Cassavettes, I, I like. I was like, first of all, Lady Cassavette is awful. Um, but then I was oh like, but that's like she's so consistently awful. Is that the character? She's supposed to be that peculiar. So then I was just confused. And but then I thought, like you know, um, uh, old man uh, Cassavette. He was Roman. He was a, a, a lot better an actor, but. It's just strange. Some strange, <laughs> strange dialogue in this movie. Yeah. Um, and we stay a long time with her, like pregnancy being tough. It's tedious, right? Like it's so long since she has problems and long before like any normal person would go see a second doctor. It, I found it really confusing with her eating the food. Obviously the food was a way to keep them under some kind of control. Um, but she wouldn't always eat it. And then in the next scene, she would be eating it. She was drinking that, was, that milkshake or whatever she kept bringing over and stuff. Yeah, then too. she said she was never going to have it again. And then she was having it again. It's, and, that happens because she is in pain with the pregnancy. And she's taking it at first. And the pain won't stop. And she's getting suspicious. 
and she dumps it out. She has a fight with her husband. The pain stops. Once the pain stops, she stops worrying again. And she yeah. she so badly just wants the that happy household, right? She she pushes forward again with the drinks and everything. The pain's gone. Clearly those weren't the reason now that I can go back to life. Um, I think that's why those those things um, seem like they start and stop, but I think that is the trigger in there. Maybe it's not established well. Uh, I don't know. I, I like it's it, it. It makes sense what you're saying. Because um, there are some there are some really um, subtle things like that in this movie, like really subtle triggers, right? Like we were trying to figure out what what is the inciting incident, right? it's them moving into that place but that's like a instantaneous thing that happens right so it doesn't feel like that should be it like your your mind is waiting for the thing and then when the thing doesn't come you're like oh that's it maybe the inciting incident is them going for dinner with the cassavettes um yeah that's that's where they that's where they politic her husband I, the thing is, I would agree that that's where it should be, and maybe that is could be argued to be the thing. But she never makes a decision, and she's the character. For yeah. her, it's her I, husband that gets talked into selling her. I also feel like um, <laughs> that he he doesn't he just watching this movie for the first time. He doesn't really know about structure, even like the most basic kind of structure. This movie feels very sprawling, written down on the page, just like writing, 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 without a lot of a lot of uh, you know uh, rewriting or thoughts or changes or ideas put into it. Because a it lot of the time, it feels like an it, adaptation. It feels a lot of the times it feels just like we're hanging out with these older people. And like, don't really want to be there because like, <laughs> I don't really like them and stuff and I don't want to spend time with them. But like, I'm like, just kind of, it almost feels like I'm a voyeur just watching these people's lives a lot of the time with, with really nothing moving forward. Um, it felt that way a lot in, in many different parts of the movie until the ending where then things started to actually move quickly where where she goes to another doctor or whatever and then he calls them and then they show up and then they take her away that was when the movie actually started moving was like the last like 15 minutes yeah but before that it was know. like it's a the, fucking it's the snail start of this movie it was a slug yeah. jesus it's it the start of this slow. movie from from the moment when guy and rosemary woodhouse find an apartment that is very unique even though the building looks like dog shit and they decide to rent it uh, they have a family friend named Hutch who likes to watch over them and he doesn't like it because uh, he knows for a lot about this building's history. Uh, anyway, um, Rosemary and Guy move into this building, meet some interesting people. There's a random suicide. There's a color, colorful older couple who live down the hall who take a liking to them and um, Satan might rape some bitches. Uh, Just one basically, bitch. Just one bitch, yeah, um, as he is apt to do, I suppose. Uh, anyway, Rosemary becomes pregnant. Was it a dream? Was it not? Uh, does she give birth? Does she not? And she's definitely going crazy and uh, doing white face like no one's ever done in the past. Um, <laughs> yeah. And basically, we got to figure out what the fuck is up with the witches next door. I mean, bitches? No, I meant witches. So, so that Hutch guy, do we ever see him before he comes over and fig- figures it all out in the one visit that they're witches? He's in the he's opening gonna... scene. He's oh. o- he's in the opening. Like, she, she goes to talk to him 
to tell them that tell him yeah. that they're moving in because I thought they lived with him. Maybe I don't know, but anyway, and they made so, a joke about how easy it was going to be to leave. Like none of that made a difference. He like, he comes anything. over. He comes over and figures out that their witch is like fucking immediately within like one oh, visit. Yeah. He like knows it all, baby. He knows they're all witches, and he he's he so good with history and and stuff. Yeah, the, the he's excellent at finding that kind of material, uh, which is very ample. I mean, on d- detailed profiles on known witches. There's books on that. Did you know? And you can look them up and find pictures of existing witches. Um, damn, those witches are super lucky that the internet's not a thing at this time. Oh, that yeah. So that's the other th- crazy thing is the pacing of this movie. I mean, we've been watching some older movies from time to time. And holy shit, like... I mean, we definitely have... The, we have, like, so much entertainment now that if something doesn't grab my attention within the first 10 minutes then i just i i will not watch that movie or that tv show i just fucking move on because yeah. there's so much content but back then there is no content the only place you could see anything in the 1960s was a, like three channels on tv and uh <laughs> maybe maybe four and then a movie theater so like you'd go in there and and you'd sit through this 2 hours and 16 minutes of like holy shit like is it slow this is a really really slow paced film a lot of dialogue it feels very much like a play the way that is written because it is so dialogue heavy and they spend so the scenes are so long where they spend them in a certain location so i wonder if polanski maybe wrote plays before or or, i I mean honestly it's because this comes from a book it's he adapted it from a book a book would be much more long-winded a lot more information and I think it's clear he had struggles um, deciding what to cut or how to how to make those things. Yeah, brief. that's fair. There was obviously but... important scenes, and I think that he became quite verbose. Like I agree with you, not on the slow. Like I don't mind a slow movie always. Like I like two thousand one, um, and I and I like this movie. Um, but it's slow. It's very slow, and it's the problem with it is it doesn't need to be. It this movie could be a good pace. She can get pregnant earlier, like you said. When we have all of this exciting stuff as she's figuring out the witchcraft, but that happens so late, we've already endured like just like a fucking like I bet you the first quarter of her life we just walked through. It's yeah, it's a long time before we get there. And like John, would, John was talking about the pregnancy at what fifty three, you said. Yeah. So that's got to be finds way out sooner. She's that's like oh. I, I, they make they they have sex in the apartment like on the first night and like they make a big deal to focus on it and like um what's her name um like there was there was nudity right and they made a big deal about it but that's not where she gets pregnant i would so have then, cut that dream sequence down what also the hell? to like fucking nothing i would have had her eat that pudding or whatever and then have some flashes of some weird shit but I, but i would have it be so vague that you wouldn't be able to tell what's going on I would have cut that yeah. down to like fucking nothing. Never showed the neighbors. Never showed him talking to the neighbors in it. Never showed the demon having sex with her. I would have never showed any of that. I would have just, it would have been hazy and trippy because no. they have some of that in there. And because otherwise it's way too much information. And and then when she's finding things yeah. out with the book and this and that, I already know everything she's fucking finding out. So like, what does it matter yeah. anymore? Like you got to keep yeah. that the, vague. You got to keep that vague. Yeah. The dream sequences in this are one of the things I enjoyed. And I like saw how like maybe even the Sopranos borrowed from this with some of the just real but very odd yeah. dream s- sequences that she had. I-, I agree with Colin 100% that the whole like 
Satan rape scene is just ridiculous for for all the info it gives up and and tells you. And then the neighbors are in to there be a talk, mystery, chatting right? with the husband and stuff. Why would you show that? Why would you show the husband conspiring with them like there? That makes no sense. Yeah. The ending yeah. is useless then. You you never show the husband conspiring for sure. No, like, you should th- th- find th- that you could have made it so much more him. suspenseful if you're wondering is she crazy or not. Like that would have been enough to carry the tension through. And then, I mean, jumping around a bit more and and, and we got like so many 50 years of perspective on this movie, but um, I thought I was thinking maybe she's going to stab the baby. That'd be wild ending to like a long drawn out movie, like a shock ending like that. Then I was like, after she dropped the knife, I was like, maybe she's going to like grab the baby and out herself out the window. Like the other um, street chick who the family was looking after, probably trying to get pregnant. And who knows if she killed herself under their command or not. Um, Why did but they? then I was like, she's going to take the baby and jump out the window and like, and, and end all that. But no, she's like, cool. Why would cool, they cool, even cool, let cool, her cool, approach cool. the baby with the knife? Yeah. She goes over to the fucking crib with the long, big giant long knife and pushes back the curtain on the crib or whatever you call it and looks at the baby and they let her do that. Like, why would they let her approach this valuable person with a weapon? Someone who's yeah. not on their side. None of that even makes sense either. Maybe she couldn't have heard it. Maybe it's like... Yeah, I was just like... It's either that or <laughs> they just... I think they just had... They just knew. Or maybe there was like a protection ward or some shit over it. Like the Yeah, witch, mother would witches. never hurt her baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like once that. again, that's just all an assumption. That's... None of that is in there. Mm. No, like, but I... Yeah. I don't hate that that one thing isn't in there. It's... It, to me, little things no. like that aren't aren't deal breakers. And if when you're dealing with horror movies... Around, or supernatural I mean, movies, there's a bunch of that stuff you have to accept. You have to accept that there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be real in that world that you can't address all of it always because then a movie is very tedious. Yeah. What are you talking about? They just take away the fucking knife. If, if uh, there's a bunch of people that have all conspired against somebody and that person comes into the room that they've been conspiring against, lying to and poisoning and drugging, and they come into the room and walk around with a knife against all the people that have been conspiring against them, you don't let them do that because they have a weapon and you don't. That's just well, common sense. I think There's like I think nothing about think... suspension of belief. My suspension of belief they is to her that pretty Satan normal. fucked her and she had a baby. That's where the suspension of belief comes from. Not that like people are just all of a sudden doing things that don't make any sense. These are... These are cult people. She's obviously drugged. She's already meek as fuck. And she's, um, and I don't think the intent is ever for her to, for them to think that she would stab the baby. I think that she brought the knife in to like address the people. And I don't feel that they think she's a very big threat because she's not. They definitely don't. The oldest grandma there could slap the fuck out of her even with that butcher knife. Like, yeah, basically that one grandma's like, ah, what are you doing? Yeah. Go back to bed. And then dude's like. No problem. You want to watch this baby? You should watch it. They're old. They're old as fuck. It wouldn't be appropriate. You do it. Think about it. Yeah, that's good. And then he walks away like a used car salesman. Yeah. Um, one other little thing I thought could have really helped is um, like Rosemary, this is her, they they just decide they want to have a baby and um, they get pregnant like right away. I thought it would have been a, nicer for the story if they had like tried a few times and maybe had one or two miscarriages and then that's why she's so desperate to keep this baby and so worried when it's not going well and so reluctant to give it up after she does give birth even if it's satan's baby she would have had way more motivation to stick around than 
with how we got that. That that's it, great. Just little things like that would have been nice, nice little additions for Rosemary Baby 2022. Yeah, because they just make comments about like maybe we'll have a baby or whatever, and she like gets giddy about it. But that's kind of the expected response like when you're a couple and you're gonna like try for a baby like you know just to be a little giddy like you don't see that she's like it's her dream you don't understand that it's like like you're saying some like passionate pursuit it's like we're gonna try for a kid there has been no disappointment yet so um so there's no reason for her to be so enthusiastic yep yeah then she would have had a tougher time reconciling with the i mean so from her like from her perspective either satan raped her or her husband raped her because that wasn't cool if his story was the thing that played out he's like ah you were pretty nice dreamy all passed out and drooling so i fucked you they were showing them have sex and stuff so like before that but that night with him yeah i know i know and like so so then it just seems gratuitous to show other sex scenes other than the one where they're making their child right like that that that's the meaningful one you have. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're just wasting time. And you're like, oh, more nudity. I just mean well, I she like gets that. poisoned. <laughs> she gets poisoned or whatever and has some weird fucking, those weird dream sequency things that the audience and she doesn't know what the fuck's happening. There doesn't need to be any sex there. And then her and, she's just pregnant a couple of scenes later and her and her husband have been like having sex. So it doesn't, it's not weird that she would be pregnant that you know what I mean? Like all of that would have made sense. They they yeah. just they just told us way too much, way too early, and then yeah. like tried to, and then they tried to dole out all this information like we were completely in the dark, and that they were like they were like getting away with something. It was weird. I don't think it that's was, how I don't think that's how they're intending it. I think they're intending to let you know because she outright says in dialogue, they're not trying to pull the wool over your eyes, Colin. That's that like that problem that you have with the movie is a legitimate problem, but they're not hiding that. This isn't a dream sequence. The, this is them showing us the hand yeah, and then I'm, spending the rest of the movie talking just, about ha- the hand. No, yeah, but talking they, about the no, hand. but they show they show you everything and then the rest of the movie they play it out like you don't know that the husband's in on it. He could be or he couldn't be. The way those scenes are written and the s- stuff it's like to try and keep the audience guessing. But we're not. But why write it like that? Because we're not guessing. Because you told us. So like, why are you trying to like plant seeds of doubt when we already know the answers to the questions? Like, it doesn't make any sense. This is gonna be. This is gonna be like because it was 1968 and people were still trying to figure this shit out. And two, from what I'm just seeing right now, uh, this screenplay was 272 pages and kept very honest to the original work. So Brent called it like. This is just straight up tr- trouble adapting the book, like staying yeah. too too close to the source material. Like th- there's there's an interesting thing here. Like this sounds like a, a, a weird perspective to take, but like if you could imagine, there's a CSI squad investigating this, where this lady gets kidnapped by some Satanists and they make her have a baby, whether it's Satan or not. That sounds like a CSI episode to me, anyway. Um, but if you take like certain elements of this movie and you, you play on the, is she crazy or not? There's some, you could, you could definitely make a, an, a weird movie, uh, based on this. And you, you know, nowadays people would want to be much more shocked. So I think probably there'd be some stabby stabs at the end to kick it up a notch or two, but. Well, that's the so only I mean, way I, you could have saved this is if you would have had her do what you said, if she would have done one of the things that you said which were both interesting grabbing the baby and jumping out the window and killing them both or stabbing the baby or whatever and stopping Satan, then that would have like at least been some kind of a thing we didn't expect. 
But by yeah. the time we get to the end, we expected them to be Satanists. We expected her to have Satan's baby. And we expected, like, you know, them you to, expect, like... You expect her to be the to say she'll be the mother of? No, that's the only thing we don't expect. But that's also, like, I didn't think that was good either. I thought that was kind of lame. Oh, weird. It was boring well, and lame. She's just like, oh, I guess, well, or To me, it's that's like, the oh, most shit. unexpected thing. Like, but stabbing the baby or jumping out of the window with it or anything else, like... I don't know. Maybe we've seen it's, this now. I feel like that is more typical direction for someone to go. It's easier it to. <laughs> yeah, I like, don't know that it wouldn't have been. Horror movies have yeah, been around forever, man. I did not expect her to do that either, but I just I don't know. Don't, yeah, maybe I it's care. personal taste. It, it wasn't satisfying. Like it, it wasn't what I, yeah. I, I would like to have seen. I get you. I think it. it's consistent with the character. I think it's. And that, yeah. that's that's where I think what you're saying, John, needed to be part of the movie. They need to really yeah. drive home how desperate she is to have this family, to have this kid. Because yeah. at the end, when she decides to keep it, that's where that comes into play. Is like we really see, we really see what she's going for, what the character wants, and it's just not really there. She just kind of floats and meanders through the through the movie, and just yeah. kind of is. She just does what anybody says, and just yeah. what like she she's she just doesn't do anything the only choice she makes at the is end it? is that and it's the choice that she's being urged to make like she yeah. tries to figure stuff out but beyond her problem solving i guess in going to the doctor and getting betrayed by that guy but i mean she sounds like a fucking lunatic she does at that point like it may and maybe this some of this is around like societal norms in 68 like she was a total stay-at-home mom um, or gonna be a stay-at-home a homemaker, I guess. Big time, um, yeah. And they really made her out to be like always decorating and and very handy and doing all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe that she was like not making any choices was kind of true to the times um, for someone in her place. But it doesn't make for interesting storytelling. That's for goddamn. Yeah, story. that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Is is it, none of it? It's not interesting. So like as the story goes on, you you just keep getting more and more impatient and wanting it to end. So, like, she could have turned into, like, a fucking superhero at the end and killed everyone in the womb, and it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mattered because you were just, like, you just wanted it to be fucking over. And, like, that's not a, that's not a good way of his experiencing a movie. I found all of the scenes so boring and long, and there's way too much dialogue. Oh, my God. Yeah. It felt like it was four hours long, which is the problem. So then yeah. by the end, there's really nothing that can save it for me anyway. Once again, not just personal preference, but like, it's not a, <laughs> you just end well, up, I just discussing wanted my two hours and 16, preference. I wanted my two hours and 16 minutes back is what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There are interesting scenes. Like there are things yeah. that compel you to the, to the thing. Like, like Colin was even talking about when she just like, when she grabs that steak and she like hot sears it, hot sears it on either side and then puts it on a plate basically straight from the blood or straight from the package. Um, that starts to be interesting. And then when she eats the liver raw, the which Mia Farrow really did, gross. that's interesting. The reason um, why, though, those things are interesting is because there's no dialogue and it's storytelling visually. And you get to see an action of her doing something that tells you something. So that's sup- both those things are super interesting. But yeah, then, that's what I'm talking about. But then the next scene... It goes her walking like, through traffic. These things are all interesting scenes, right? Yep. They compel you to the story. They're also out of the norm, but the other stuff is just boring dialogue between her and her husband. Yeah. Boring dialogue between those old people. Uh, it's it's a lot of home fucking making. It's 
it's it's yeah. unfortunate because there's a wicked story in here. There's an absolutely mm-hmm. amazing story in here, and there is like a really suspenseful movie, an exciting movie. But it's it's not this one. Yeah, it could have definitely been. I mean, like the the so many people have failed in adapting books. I mean, like it's it's there's way more stories of bad adaptions than good ones. Like few and far between would be like Silence of the Lambs or The Sweet Hereafter. But most of the time, like John was saying, like they stayed way too true to the book. It sounds like you were saying that before John found out that information. But like they stay way too true to the book and like they take things that are good for a novel but not good for a movie. And this definitely does all of those, makes all of those mistakes. Just Yeah, it's unfortunate. Things that are cinematic are very rarely work like, you know, that and that that's why those couple of little moments where she's being active and doing things do kind of land and work even like the whole ending where they're all sitting around and like hailing satan and stuff comes off now as silly not scary it did you guys not find that silly i found it yeah i mean that's i I took that as straight up desensitization because that was like the reveal You, you knew at this point like when, with her walking into their apartment, right? And once the room room of people is there, right? You know, if you had any doubts left that these people are evil and likely witches, or at least some of them are witches and people are under the spell. Um, so yeah, so then when they just start saying Hail Satan like that, it seems like that was the shock value at the time. Yeah. Saying um, Hail Satan would have been extremely... Yeah. You know. Yeah, like saying God is dead... Um, Satan is king, whatever the fuck. But once again, yeah. that and but, that would have been shocking in 1968. But once again, then you go to The Exorcist, where she's like stabbing herself in the vagina with a crucifix and saying, "Satan." I mean, again, fuck. these are different movies, right? I know, like, but I'm just saying that, like, that's like still to this still day shocking. shocking. Yeah. Still to this day is terribly shocking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a level of subtlety that that isn't <laughs> also. <laughs> neither yeah. of those things are subtle i don't see <laughs> those are so, both super unsubtle over the top um, things polanski <laughs> was nominated for an oscar for the screenplay for this wow that's uh, for adaptation and once again another hit to my, the oscars remember one one of the first things i said about uh um minnie being a horrible actress or a crazy character she won the oscar for yeah, best supporting did. for this which is crazy that's that's quite insane because even if she's a crazy person the the initial acting she does her timing and replies and responses it's it's bad it's bad a lot of bad acting in this and there's so much dialogue yeah the the husband husband is is bad he's he's flat and boring and everyone's so boring he is not yeah, Mia's not great. There, she has some good stuff, but um, she has the perfect most... face, and and yeah. like she has her look is perfect for this. Yeah, she's not a very strong actress in this. Not in this. Not in this. No. Um, she's people no, gonna fucking hate this. this. Do you know though. this movie has a ninety six percent? I tried to find a bad review on this, um, and it's difficult. Wow. It's extremely um, difficult. This movie has like, a ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it, I think it has a 7.8 on IMDb or whatever. But I mean, if you read the reviews on this thing, it is like it is a revelation. And I think in 68, that might be the truth. But yeah. I've recently seen discussions. Um, I've recently had discussions 
where even even the discussion that this movie needs cuts was like looked at like I had um, spit in the fucking face of history. Do you know what I mean? This is this is one of those movies that um, it has such a famed history. And I have no doubt that this did a lot to to further the industry and took chances like the, the directing is not it's that's not the worst part of this movie like there's there's some decent um directing in this movie it's just that nothing happens so like what what can you keep doing there's nothing revolutionary um with this there's not like it's there's no kubrick long pulls or crazy moving shots or anything like the sets in this are kind of the eye candy and the filler because each apartment is so different and there's so many knickknacks and old things so that makes it feel more authentic but I mean, like, so, but, but I wouldn't say that, like this is award-winning directing or, but it also isn't dog shit. So, I don't know. Some of the acting is just not great. Like any way you look at this, if you're a lover of movies from the sixties, like it just, you can't, this, this kind of stuff just can't hold up because it's like, has its place in history. Yeah, that's not what this show's about. We're not here to kiss no. history's ass. And also there's a no. Star Wars that's movie. One of the of. first Star Wars movies with Ray in it got like a 90 some percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I know, like I'm just Rotten saying like even Metacritic, nothing, honestly. Even Metacritic gives it like a 96. Like I'm just saying this movie is universally well acclaimed. It's, and surprisingly so. But the thing is, is, um, I think that there is so my girlfriend is someone who likes old movies she is like like my fair lady like she showed me white christmas last year because i made her watch bad santa like she <laughs> likes these old movies she's like big time into that and after we watched this her and colin and i watched this together and she was like it was like a confession the other night she was like i like it she was like i actually really like it she's like i found it to be actually like quite spooky and blah 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 so I think that there's an audience for this. Um, and I think it's really patient people who, who are fans of those old movies. Cause it does seem to be a trend. Whenever we review these old movies, they all have something in common. If they all have something in common, it is this pacing. Like it's the, it's the too dialogue heavy. It's the spending too much time in scenes. It's the long drawn out stories. Like even fucking an hour and a half, Dr. Strange love, suffered from from lag it seems so yeah. i do think it's yeah. a thing but my argument back to that would be it's a wonderful life is a long movie and it's got a lot of dialogue in it and it's a good movie and it holds up and all three of us thought it held up and it's from like the 40s this yeah is but i mean not 60s, everything needs to be one or the other later. thing like no, thin I'm red line saying, is also a very long movie right no but i'm just saying older movies there are ones that we've talked about that have held up and we've all been all been in agreement with that like i bet you you two guys who have ne- who that was the first time you ever saw that movie if it this christmas i bet you guys will watch that because i i watch that movie every year for christmas i love it's a wonderful life and i bet you guys would be interested in watching that again after seeing it now no for christmas i I mean, I won't go to my way, but I I would watch it again. It was a good movie. I I did it's a enjoy great it. Movie. I love Jimmy yeah. Stewart in that movie. And, yeah, and no, once again, you're, you're old, not wrong. Old, lots of dialogue, slow pacing, long movie, and that once I'm just saying, like I I don't I just won't give things credit because of because of nostalgia or because uh, it, once again it's hold up. It's not if it was good in '68. Is it good now? And I don't think it's good. I just don't think it's good now. Yeah, I, I no, I, I was just saying there's I'm a market for it. Sure. 
Yeah, I, well, there there was a huge market for it back then, and I'm sure I there's think still there people still is. Yeah, you like it today. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it's definitely like not a hold up. Like it, it wasn't a hold up for me like early on in the movie, and yeah. I watched it just trying to see kind of like what they did back then. That, um, like John said, like uh, the Sopranos stole from the uh, dream sequences or whatever. I think well, that's Dust Till Dawn stole from the end when they pull out of the coven. Yeah, that's the very ending of so Dust Till Dawn with the vampire like hive. When when a movie has lost me, I start to try and find those things that that maybe filmmakers over over the years have stolen from the from this movie is what I well you found kind of, you found the directing to be weird right away like we were maybe 10 minutes in five minutes in the very the, first scene where they're showing the and Colin was like this is really weird directing like and it seemed like he at first was expecting to to appreciate the movie as a great piece of art but it very quickly uh, <laughs> it seemed to strike him as weird but the directing yeah. though was that what he was doing with the directing early on, and I don't know, I didn't, don't remember if I, I can, he continued to do it, but it, he directed it like really close so that it felt like you were a part of what was going on. You were, the camera was another person in the room and like whether it was sitting down at the table or like he would get really close on people and stuff. I don't know if that tracked the whole movie. I, I lost track of it. Do you guys yeah, remember? No, he just tries recall. to make you feel like you're you're in the room, and and a lot of directors do that, right? There was Depending some very Terry Gilliam type stuff with like the zoom like faces and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't serve. I don't know. It didn't end up serving a purpose. Like, it's no. got to come together to like make you feel like. I, initially, I was wondering about the directing too. Like, especially you know with some of the way they were framing the shots in the apartment and. Again, the stuff with the cabinet, like it made it seem like it was setting up to be spookier, spookier than it ended up being. Um, and it's got to come together with like making you feel uneasy and then giving you a bit more of like reasons to feel uneasy. But it went from that into like into life. And we were like shopping for groceries and decorating and, you yeah. know, the husband's the husband's career struggles. You just didn't need to hit that hard. You don't even get I mean, you get an idea of how he was flipped, but um the, the, I don't know the, there was more to be done with that to make him more or I don't know yeah no we I talked about how the there's lots of ways you could get get there and I think um I don't know did had you just called it Colin yeah he called it I mean it's <clears> yeah I guess you I did. don't think it holds you up. did it's, yeah no yeah, and I, I yeah I did I, I don't either early but um, no, but it's it's fine. Like I, I, well, I would say it doesn't early. hold it's up either. But I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't hold no, no, up. No, no, you're you're well within your rights. Jesus. You're well within yours. No hold yeah. up. No hold up. Like baby. fuck this thing. No, it, it doesn't hold <laughs> up. I wish I saw more of of um you know the, the 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 history in this movie. Just more along the lines of things that you know more things that would be stolen because they were so iconic or or great. Um, and, you know, maybe I'd have to study it more or if someone showed me more particularly what other movies that borrowed or took from this. But um, mostly I watched this movie and I was like really bored. And then I was just like, it's wasted potential, wasted potential, wasted potential because there's something here. There's something spooky and, and crazy here, whether you got bloody with it or not. There's something crazy that would I make people, that. drive yeah. people mad. Yeah, I and I just that. that's what I wanted to see in 90 minutes. Not not this. Yeah. 
does not hold up. Two thumbs down. Fuck this movie. Round and round. What about Brent? Yeah, I mean, sadly, um, sadly, I gotta agree with you guys. It's I, I don't want to. I want this to be like I really like horror movies, and I really want there to be like these big fucking classics that hold up that are like testaments to the genre. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want for this movie. I want to go back to this movie and just be like, Jesus, like that movie didn't have any of the gore, any of that shit. And it still can give me shivers. Yeah. It's just not there. There's, there's not much to be, I mean, you're obviously, you feel that, that Mia Farrow is, um, is worried about her baby and that the pain and all that stuff that, I don't know, fuck. I mean, like, what am I? What am I going to talk about? This movie is too slow. It needs a lot of fucking cutting. The suspense could be built a lot better. The music is weird. The acting isn't perfect. Roman Polanski's a pederast. The fucking <laughs> whole thing comes down. <laughs> it's all bad. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate. I, and I appreciate the story of this movie. I bet you the book is awesome. Go read the book if you like old movies and slow things. Check this one out. The story, like I say, is fucking there. There is a amazingly uh, cool and creepy story in there, but this movie doesn't do a great job, and maybe it did once, but unfortunately it's just, that's the whole point of the show is to see if these things travel through time well, and this one unfortunately does not. But I'm, glad, I'm glad I finally watched it, though. So, I mean, I feel I like... I feel like you should watch it if you're a yeah, fan. I yeah, I think so, too. I feel like this is a classic, and you should at least see what it, see what's about and watch it. It had a. It definitely has a place in history and is like very, very famous. So there's nothing wrong yes. with checking it out. I think there's, there's an also Polanski. There's also nothing wrong with not seeing it. That's no. fair. Because you won't <laughs> be missing much. <laughs> no, go see go see Exorcist, which I think I did say holds up. Exorcist is well. No, you, I think we all said it didn't, but we'll have to look back. I don't remember now. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought yeah, yeah we turned the first hour of the movie much. like killed it for us. Um, was the problem. Yeah. That too long much yeah going it took way hour. too long. And yeah. then it got good, but it was too late. Happens. Yeah. Happens. You couldn't, yeah, you can't, you can't do that, but no. they figured it out. No, sometimes, sometimes they don't figure it out. Do they? Um, but good, good to cross it off the list. I mean, oh, now for we sure. Yeah. Move good forward with horrors. some other stuff. There's Halloween. Oh, things so are going to get way spookier this month. Like, I think this so. was kind of a nice, easy, easy into it for me who does not Fuck, have. Are they going to get. Spooky? No, I don't know if they we got some slashers, <laughs> but then we like got some stuff that's really not spooky. Well, we got next up is Scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Cube. Cube, yeah. So I won't say um, uh, I, I, I haven't watched Cube in a very long time. I'm, I'm still think we may be challenged in finding it, but um, we'll find it. There's a on Prime Video. There's a Cube Zero is on there. Yeah, oh. d- don't watch that. Oh, I'm going to. Is it a horror? Yeah, it, but it's real bad. Real yeah. bad. I'll it's like there, it, a lot of it is two guys sitting in an office talking about the Cube system. Oh. Well, other people do try to escape, but that's what I want to see is the people escaping, not the cube office discussions. Okay. Um, <laughs> then we got Interview with a Vampire, Ooh. which I'm super looking forward to watching. Not really. A, is that a horror movie? I don't it, think so. I think it's in the classification just because vampires and some killing and stuff. 
Yep. Yep. Yes, why and not? then we wrap up on Halloween with Halloween. So yeah. we're getting our slasher dashers in there. So that's it. That's what we got for you in October. And then we're coming out in November with some other stuff too. More, uh, yeah, good stuff. Always good stuff. All right. So um, Rosemary's Baby, unfortunately, uh, historically, no. D- don't, don't, don't do it. Appreciate it, but not necessary. Uh, other than that, we appreciate everyone coming out. Uh, we'll drop our next episode, uh, which will be Scream next week, the 10th at 12 p.m. Mountain Time on that Sunday. And uh, thanks for coming over, everybody. We'll see you next time. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.